How you doing there? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud today. We're studying Daftani Beis. Wait, are we studying what Daftani? Daftani Beis, Daft ninety two. Self like Subas, friends. Um, yeah, ninety two. What could be wrong? What could be bad about ninety two? I mean, sounds good to me. We're gonna give a bunch of different scenarios about different things regarding selling fields and different people coming and hopping different things around. All right, let's get started. We're gonna start in Daftani Aleph from the base. Um, um, about maybe like eight, nine lines from the bottom. Ahu gavra, yeah. Ahu gavra de zabnu lechzubasa de imei betovas hanoyo. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. All right. I think I start off every time with like every every episode. I think I start off like that. I like read the first few words and then whine and complain and. and <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> well, because it's complicated. Wait, wait, you think I'm excited to do complicated things? All right. I mean, it's not that complicated. Like, we've kind of seen it before, I guess, but... Okay, what exactly is this scenario? Here's the scenario. It kind of feels like your vomit kind of stuff. Like, you got to, like, set up the scenario. It feels like you've been in, like, your vomit kind of territory recently. You know, lots of moving pieces and Ruvens and Shimmins and Saras and Rivkas and everything. All right, let's get to it. So, I believe that we've seen in the past the concept of like a wife selling. Yeah, definitely we've seen it recently about a wife selling her ksube betova sano. Right. So, like, if a wife is Babylon. So, if a wife sells her. Okay. So the way it works is. Oh my gosh. I'm all over the place. Okay, you have Reuven is married to Sarah, okay? Now, Sarah sells her ksuba, let's say, to, to, to Levi. I want to reserve Shimon for a minute from now. So Reuven is married to Sarah. Sarah has a ksuba. Now, if Sarah dies, so then she obviously doesn't receive her ksuba. She's dead, and, and Reuven inherits uh, Sarah's ksuba. Okay? Now, if Reuven dies... So, or if they get divorced, so then Sarah collects her ksuba. Okay? If it's a thousand zuz, she'll collect the thousand zuz. Now, what she can, so, so, in some situations she'll collect her ksuba, in some situations she, she won't. If she dies, she won't be collecting her ksuba. If she gets divorced, or if he dies, then she will collect her ksuba. Now, she makes a deal with Levi. And she says, Levi, I'll sell, right, this ksuba is worth a thousand zuz. So it has the potential to get you a thousand zuz in the event that my husband dies or in the event that we get divorced. So in that, in that event, you'll get a thousand zuz. But do keep in mind that if I die, so then my, my husband inherits the ksuba and, and you get nothing. So they strike a deal, right? So, so in which Levi's willing to take on some to take on this risk, the risk of her dying and him not being able to collect anything. So at a discounted price, he gives uh, Sara money cash up front, and she now has right, right, right. What do we see recently? We said Butsina Tava Mikara, right? That right, that something now is better than uh, than 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 some potential in the future. So 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 she says, look. I want, you know, I'm willing to take money now, even if it's less money, 
Um, and, and she kind of offloads that risk to, um, I don't know if it's risk, but basically she, she, she gets whatever Levy's willing to pay for it at a discounted price. And he takes upon himself this risk that, look, if she dies, he won't be able to collect anything. But if they get divorced or if Ruven dies, so Levy will have a payday. He'll get a thousand zuz, right? So, so it's a risk. Fine. Now, the twist in this case, though, is a little bit different. Shimon is Sarah's son. And Shimon is the one who approaches Levi and says, Levi, listen to this, Levi. In the future, I might potentially make a thousand zuz. And Shimon kind of sells it to Levi and says, Levi, think about it. In the future, you might be able to make a thousand zuz. And Levi's like, tell me, how can I make a thousand zuz? So Shimon's like, listen to this. I have a mom. Her name is Sarah, and she's married to my dad. His name is Reuven. Now here's the thing. If my mom and my dad get divorced, or if my dad dies, so then my mom has this document called Aksuba that entitles her to thousands of, of course, assuming that the Aksuba is, is valued at that amount. So Levi's like, okay, fine, okay. So if your dad dies, your mom gets a thousand says, okay, where do I come in? And Shimon's like, where you come in is that when my mom dies, guess who gets that a thousand says? And Levi's like, I see where this is going. Shimon's like, yeah, you see where this is going. When my mom dies, I'm going to be a rich man. I'm going to have a thousand says. And Shimon says to Levi, that a thousand says? I'm willing to give all of it to you. But you got to give me some money right now, up front. That is the deal that Shimon cuts with Levi. He says, Levi, look, my mom's got this thing called Aksuba. Aksuba entitles her to collect, you know, if it's valued at a thousand zoos, so it entitles her to collect a thousand zoos in the event that my dad dies or if they get, or if they get divorced. And in that case, then when my mom dies, that goes to me. I'm willing to transfer it to you if you pay me a certain amount up front. Levy says, okay, I mean, I've, I obviously understand that this is risky. You know, if, if Shimon dies, then he gets nothing, right? Meaning, right, this is all going through Shimon. If Shimon dies right now, Levy's never going to get any of it. So Levy says, look, I, I understand that there's, you know, a lot of moving pieces over here and I come last. So there's definitely a significant amount of risk. But okay, that being the case, I'm willing to give you X amount up front. And then, yeah, in the event that your dad dies and your mom gets the, gets the thousand zuz and then your mom dies and then it goes to you, it'll go to me. Okay, I'll give you some money up front. And then in the, you know, in the future, hopefully everybody will die and I'll be able to collect a thousand zuz. Okie dokie. Let's read this inside. So Gavra, Shimon. Sold his mother Sarah's ksube um, to Levi. Okay, so Shimon uh, sold uh, his, the potential that he will in the future collect his mother's ksube. He sold that potential to Levi. And Shimon says to Levi, listen, Levi, and he says to Levi, look, if my mom comes and like, 
you know, gets all upset that like you bought this thing and she's like, I don't know, she's, she's giving you a hard time. Shimon says to Levi, if my mom gives you a hard time, you're on your own. I'm not going to help you. He says, all right, Seder, I'm willing to accept that. Okay. And then, okay, Seder, everything went smoothly. Shimon's mother died. She never gave Levi a hard time. But guess who did give Levi a hard time? All of a sudden, Shimon starts giving Levi a hard time and saying, I'm not giving you this a thousand zuz. So Rambam Barchoma Lememar, so Rambam Barchoma thought to say, Rambam Barchoma thought to say that Shimon is basically in place of his mother, sir. And just like Shimon had said to Levi, if my mother gives you a hard time, you're on your own. So then says Rambam Barchoma, when Shimon gives Levi a hard time, Levi's still on his own. To which Rav retorts, to which Rava says, I mean, granted that, um, you know, Shimon wasn't going to, ex- to guarantee that his mother wasn't going to make a fuss, but I mean, Rava says Shimon should be guaranteeing that he himself is not going to make a fuss, and if he is making a fuss, he's going to have to guarantee, uh, you know, I guess at least what he received from Levi, he's going to have to guarantee to get that back to Levi. Okay, case number one. Moving on to case number two. Om Rami Barchoma. It says Rami Barchoma. Reuven. Shemachur Sade Lishimin. Shilobach Rais. Reuven has a field. He sells the field to Shimon. And he says to Shimon, by the way, I'm not guaranteeing this field. You buy this field. If somebody comes, you know, if a creditor of mine comes and knocks on your door tomorrow and takes the field away from you, I, don't, don't come to me. I'm not going to give you anything. Said it. Okay, and then somehow Shimon then ended up, this feels like some kind of like uh, tax evasion scheme or something. But anyways, Shimon then sells it back to Ruvain. And when Shimon sells the field back to Ruvain, Shimon does guarantee the field. So Shimon says, look, Ruvain, I'm selling this field back to you. And if somebody comes and collects the field from you tomorrow, you come to me and I'll make it good. And guess who takes the field away from Ruvain? Ruvain's own creditor. Whoa, so what just happened? Ruvain had a field that he sold to Shimon. Now apparently, Ruvain also owed, let's say, $1,000 to some other guy, to a creditor. So Ruvain owed $1,000. He had a field that was worth $1,000. He sold it to Shimon. And he says to Shimon, he says to Shimon, look, I'm selling you this field. But if anybody comes and knocks on your door and says, hey, you know, that field is mine because it, there was a lien on it. Reuven says to Shimon, don't come to me. Shimon now sells the field back to Reuven. And unlike Reuven, Shimon says to Reuven, by the way, if anything happens, you come back to me. And I'll take care of it. And guess what happened? Ruvain's creditor comes, knocks on Ruvain's door and says, Ruvain, I see you have a field worth $1,000. You owe me $1,000. I'm taking the field. So says the Gemara, Dina hu de ozil shimin So guess what happens? Ruvain goes to Shimon and he says, Shimon, by the way, you guaranteed this field that you sold me. I mean, this guy came and said I owed him 1000 bucks and that I have to give him the field. And basically, I just lost this field that you sold me. 
You got to guarantee it. You got to you got you got to get my money back. Amale Rav to which Rav responds like in the pre in like in the prior case. Granted that Shimon accepted upon himself to guarantee some some like general you know if, if some random other person came and knocked on Ruvain's door. Shimon wasn't necessarily accepting upon himself uh, to guarantee the field if it's Ruvain's own creditor who's coming and hopping it around from him. So Rav disagrees with Rav Baruchom and says that in that case Shimon's off the hook. Umode Rave. Now, however, Rav does admit in the following case, Beruven Sheyorash Sodem Yaakov, that Yaakov had a field, and Yaakov also right, had a field worth a thousand zuz, and Yaakov also owed a thousand zuz to some creditor. Okay, Yaakov now dies. Ruven inherits the field from his father Yaakov. Umachru Shimon. and then Ruven sells the field. To Shimon, where am I? Shalobah and he sells the field to Shimon, and and he says to Shimon, "Look, I'm not guaranteeing this field. If somebody comes knocking on your door tomorrow, don't come to me." And then Shimon sold it back to Ruvain, and Shimon says, "Ruvain, if anything happens, you come to me. I'll make it good." And then guess who shows up knocking on Ruvain's door? His father's creditor. And Yaakov's creditor comes and chops the field of Ryan from Ruven, from Yaakov's son Ruven. So Ruven goes to Shimon and says, Shimon, look, my father's creditor just knocked on my door and took the field away from me. You had guaranteed the field, so Ruven's gonna, Shimon's gonna have to, 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 to pay Ruven back. Shimon's gonna have to pay Ruven back for the field that he guaranteed. My time I'll come because Balchov Yaakov Kabalchov Damu because Ruven's father Yaakov's creditor is just is considered like a, a general a regular creditor is not considered like Ruven's creditor right so whereas in the previous case Rav had said that you know if Ruven has sold the field to Shimon and then Shimon sold it back to Ruven and then Ruven's creditor comes so Rav says look I mean Shimon didn't accept upon himself to guarantee the field in the event that Ruven's own creditor came after it but in this case Rav says that when it's Yaakov's creditor. Um, Shimon would guarantee the field because Yaakov's creditor is not the same as Ruven's creditor. Yaakov's creditor would be considered a sort of external creditor as opposed to, uh, it wouldn't be considered Ruven's own creditor. Ruven sold a field to Shimon Ruven sold the field to Shimon and says, Shimon, look, if anybody comes a knocking on your door, you come back to me, Shimon. I, Ruven, will take care of it. Zokaf, all of the Milva. Now, interestingly, what happens? Do you think that Shimon paid for the field? No way, no how. Shimon did not pay Ruven for the field. You know what he did? He wrote a document. He wrote a document, says, okay, this is an $1,000 field. I, Shimon, owe Ruven $1,000 for this field, writes it in a document, gives it to Ruven. Ruven doesn't not, did not receive $1,000 for the field. He received an IOU. He received a document that he can use to collect the $1,000 at a later date. Okay. Umez Ruven. Ruven now dies. 
And now, so who is in possession now of this uh, document? Now, Ruben's heirs are now in the possession of a document that says that they're entitled to receive $1,000 from Shimon. And now, guess who comes knocking on Shimon's door? Ruvain's creditor. Interesting. So Ruvain's creditor comes knocking on Shimon's door and says, Shimon, I see that you bought this field from Ruvain. It's in a $1,000 field. Ruvain owes me $1,000. I'm taking the field away from you. Ufaise bizuze. So Shimon says, look, 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 creditor, how about this? I haven't yet paid for this field. I need to pay $1,000 to Ruvain's heirs. How about this? Instead of paying them, I'll pay you. Ruvain owed you $1,000? So I'll pay you the $1,000 that Ruvain owed you. And, it's, and, and that will be instead of me paying back the heirs for right, the $1,000 that I owe them. Right? I don't know what I just said, but Shimon says that uh, to the creditor that he'll pay him directly the thousand dollars that Shimon, that Ruvain owed him, and and by and by doing so, Shimon will not have to pay Ruvain's heirs. But Shimon's wrong about that. Shimon's wrong about that because Ruvain's heirs don't actually owe this creditor anything. Ruvain's heirs don't actually owe this creditor anything because Ruvain's heirs did not inherit any property. Shimon had bought the property. All they inherited was an IOU. All they inherited was metatalin, that they were going to get money. Now money, there's no lien on the money of the, of, of the heirs with regard to a creditor. There's a lien on property. There's not a lien on money. And therefore, if this creditor were to come to Ruben's heirs and say, hey, your father owed, owed me $1,000. You have to pay me $1,000. They say, no, we don't. There's no lien on our money. There's only a lien on property. And therefore, the creditor would have been unable to go to Ruvain's heirs and collect from them. And that's exactly what Ruvain's heirs say to Shimon. They say to Shimon, actually, you're not off the hook. Now, you know, by, by paying our father's creditor directly, you didn't just uh, bypass us. You still need to pay us because this $1,000 would have been, un- he wouldn't have been able to collect it from us. And therefore, you need to pay us the $1,000 for the field and forget about this creditor. So Mishimon Ufaizib is say, Dino Udika Amre Lei Bnei Ruven, Ruven's heirs can say to Shimon, Onon Metat Lei Shovak Avuch Gabach, our father has Metatalin in your possession, i.e. he left you with a thousand Zuz that you have to pay us, i.e. you owe us a thousand Zuz, and the movable proje- uh, objects, movable property, objects, movable stuff of the heirs is not meshuba. There's no lien on it to the father's loans. And therefore, they argue to Shimon that they're still entitled to $1,000. On my Rave, and says Rave, if Shimon was smart, you know what he would do? He would say, okay, fine. I got to pay you back. But He'll give them, not money, but property. And now since Ruvain, the father, had sold him the property, he had guaranteed it. So now, by 
uh, what are we talking about? Shimon. Now by Shimon paying back the heirs with property, well now the heirs have property. And the property would be, is, you know, is, is collectible if there's a lien on it. And since Ruven had guaranteed Shimon, uh, right, right, had guaranteed the sale to Shimon when he bought the land. So now Shimon can now claim it back that since he lost the land, he can now get it back and Ruvain's heirs would, would, would be obligated to pay that back, right? Because the, 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 the property, there would be a lien on their property for any things that their father owed. And over here, their father owes Shimon since he had guaranteed the, the sale. Shimon can now reclaim it from um, the heirs, Kirav Nachman, like Rav Nachman, Dom Rav Nachman, Om Rabbi Barbur, Yisom Shigavukaka Bechovasavian, that if orphans collected property that, uh, right, that was owed to their father, Balchov Chosavugova Osameyan, a creditor can then Chaparain from the heirs. So basically, if they're collecting the, the payment for the field from Shimon, in property, i.e. Shimon is paying them with property, Shimon who's now owed money from Ruven who had guaranteed him the sale, can now hop back around the property once again. Interesting stuff, Lemaise. Omer Rabba, says Rabba, Ruven, Shemacher, Kol Sados of the Shimon. So yeah, Ruven had 10 fields, let's say. He sold all 10 fields to Shimon. And then Shimon sold one of the fields to Levi. Okay, so Reuven doesn't have any more properties. He had 10 properties. He sold all of them to Shimon. Shimon now sold one of them to Levi. And comes Reuven's creditor. And now he wants to collect. Reuven doesn't have any property anymore. He had sold it all to Shimon. Shimon then sold one of them to Levi. So you can collect from uh, Shimon or from Levi. And how does this work? Meaning the only way that the creditor would be able to go to Levi is if Levi had purchased a Benonis field, a middle field, right? There's three levels of fields. There's Edis, which is the top level. There's Benonis, which is in the middle. And then there's Ziboris, which is the lowest level fields. So if Shimon had sold to Levi a mid-level field, which is the kind of field that would be Meshubah to a creditor. So then the creditor would be able to go to Levi and Chapet Arayin. But if Levi had purchased a top-level field or a lower-level field, Motzi Omalei could say to the creditor, The reason why I avoided purchasing a Benonis field was for this exact reason, so that you should be unable to collect from me. That's exactly why I purchased either an Edis or a Ziboris. Right, so only if what Levi purchased was a Benonis, right, a field that is collectible, that is Meshubah to a creditor, only in that case can the creditor go to Levi. But if Levi had purchased an Edis or a Ziboris, so then the creditor would be unable to collect from Levi. When it comes to a Benonis, we only say that the creditor would be able to collect from Levi. That's only if there wasn't any other Benonis that Shimon had, right? So if among the 10 fields of Ruven that Shimon purchased from Ruven, there were two Benonises and Levi purchased one of them. So now Shimon has a Benonis and Levi has a Benonis. So then if the 
the creditor comes to Levi, to Chaparain, the Benonis from Levi, Avoshovik Benonis the Kavoso, Motsi Omele Henachti, Luchamokum Lagabis Emenu, Levi could say, Look, I, I, I left you a, a Benonis to collect from Shimon, go to Shimon and collect the Benonis from him and leave me alone. Omar Bais is a Bai, Ruven Shemachur sold the Shimon Bachrais, so if Ruven sold the field to Shimon and he guaranteed it, Boso Balchov de Ruven, and comes the creditor of Ruven, and he goes to Shimon to chaperai in the field. So Ruven had, 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 had sold the field to Shimon. Shimon, okay, and he guaranteed it to Shimon. So if anybody comes knocking on Shimon's door, Ruven will guarantee it. Sure enough, a creditor of Ruven knocks on Shimon's door. So Ruven would be allowed to go to the creditor and, and take care of it, meaning the creditor had just knocked on Shimon's door and he wants Shimon's property. Ruven can go to the creditor and say, look, leave Shimon out of it, I'll, I'll, I'll make it good with you. And the creditor cannot say, no, no, at this point, I want the field from Shimon, I don't want to talk to you. Because Ruven says, look, Anything that you hop from Shimon, he's going to come back to me. So, so I'm a man to Omer over here. It affects me. So therefore, you can't say that I have nothing to do with this. I very much do have something to do with this because since I guaranteed the property, anything that you hop around from Shimon, I'm, I'm going to have to work it out with Shimon. Leave Shimon out of this. Let me and you, right? Let me handle this with you. And are those who say, even if Ruven sold the field to Shimon and did not guarantee it, and then the creditor comes to Chaperon from Shimon, still Ruven can, can go to the creditor and say, look, let me make it good. Because Ruven will say to the creditor, look, even though I didn't guarantee the, the, the sale to Shimon, nonetheless, it's not nice that Shimon should have anything against me Ruven says to the creditor, let's, let, let's you and I work it out together. Vamurabayan says, Abai Ruven Shemachur Sadu the Shimon Shalobachrais, that if Ruven sells a field to Shimon and does not guarantee it, Vyotsu Olav Asikin, and then all of a sudden there were rumors circulating about this field, right? And people were coming and claiming, and claiming this field. So Ruven had just sold it to Shimon and did not guarantee it. Now Shimon is starting to experience uh, people saying that, right, that the field belongs to them. If Shimon has not yet made a chazaka, we'll explain in a second what that means. But if Shimon had not yet made a chazaka, so then Yachol Lachzor Bo, he could say, "Wait, Ruven, Ruven, this is not happening. I'm giving back the field to you. You know, the, the, forget it." But if Shimon already had made a chazaka on the field, he can't give it back to Ruven. He's kind of stuck with it. And if people are going to take it away from him, he kind of loses it. Because Ruven says to Shimon, he says, look, you know, you, right, you, uh, you, I sold you a, 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 a sack full of knots, i.e., you know, full of nothing in there, but you saw it. You, you knew that, you know, you knew everything. You knew what you were getting yourself into and you took it anyways. You knew that I didn't guarantee it. You took it anyways. So uh, Reuven basically, said, basically says to Shimon, you're stuck with it. What would be considered when Shimon makes a chazoke? When he walks on the, on, the, on, the, on the borders of the field. Once he walks around the borders of the field and they're all set up, then it's considered in Shimon's property. At which point, once he makes a chazoke and there was no guarantee 
from Ruvain, if people now come and Chaperon from Shimon, he's basically stuck. Ikad Amri, or if people are like, uh, well, really, if people are kind of like, you know, starting to make claims against it, you know, you can't just simply give it back to Reuven. Ikad Amri, those who say, Afilu Bachrayis, even if Reuven did guarantee the field to Shimon, still, just because, you know, uh, people are, 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 are making, uh, uh, you know, making claims against the field, Nami, still, it wouldn't Im- immediately snap back to Reuven, do Amrle, Achve Tirfach, Vashalim Loch, because even so, you know, just because there are claims doesn't mean that those claims are, are true. You have to go to court. You have to, you know, so Ruvain says to Shimon, look, you know, even though, yes, I, you know, anybody who's ever tried to use a, you know, to act upon a warranty. I mean, I feel like most people don't really have that much faith in warranties because the company's probably going to try to wiggle the way out of it. So here you go. Here's a warranty, right? Ruvain or a guarantee, I guess, right? Ruvain sells this property to Shimon. He says, Shimon, don't worry. If anybody comes to you, I'll take care of it. So sure enough, people are starting to make claims against the field. Shimon says, okay, Ruvain, people are making claims against the field. Ruvain says, wait, wait, who says they're telling the truth? Go to court, get it, uh, prove it. You know, I need to know that they're really taking it away from you. If they're really taking it away from you, at that point, I'll cover it. But until then, you have to, it's your headache, not mine. So, um, Alright, what do you want me to tell you? Friends, that was the Aftali Beis of Masech Tuxubis. Um, there was some interesting stuff there, I guess. We saw some interesting machloks in between Rami uh, Barchoma and Rave with regard to um, people like uh, um, selling stuff Shalom Bachrais, right? So the first the first example that we had was when a, a fellow sells his mother's Ksube, right? And then he, does, he sells it without any guarantees and then he starts... Um, 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 basically, not right, denying the fellow who he sold it to the ability to uh, the ability to collect it, and then um, Saron Barachama says, "Well, you know, the, the fellow purchased it without a warranty." To which Rava says, "Yeah, but I mean, he can't be the source of that uh, reneging. It has to be from an external source." Then we learned other cases with like Reuven selling a field to Shimon without a guarantee, but then Shimon sells it back to Reuven with a guarantee, and then Reuven it turns out owed money, and then the field gets taken away. And okay, Seder. Um, yeah, we, basically we had like different scenarios like that, right? With uh, people selling fields without guarantees, and then people coming in and uh, collecting them in, in different interesting scenarios. So, all right, friends, that was off Tzadik Beis and Masechet Hope you enjoyed. Peace out. Bye.